But when you get your validation and everything you need internally, then you know, like, yes, I want this because, you know, I just want to have it. It is not actually doing anything for me on that internal level. And so I don't actually think there's a balance. It's really just knowing who you are, what you value, and then going out and having those things. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I'm really excited to share with you our guest today. And his topic is more than relevant given what is going on in the world right now. His name is Ken Cladoris. He is an esteemed and well-known wealth advisor and a leader internationally known in the self-mastery movement. He recently developed a system stillness to success, to help people who are truly ready to make changes in their lives, cut through the noise, find their stillness and create the success they want. I can't wait to share with you his story and everything he's doing to make people and the world a better place. Ken, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. So I'm excited to dive in with you because there's so much we get to talk about, particularly as the world is not becoming any less hectic than it is right now. But I, I want to jump into the Ken Cladoris time machine. Take us back. Tell us what puts you on the journey that you're on today. Yeah. I mean, I guess to give some backstory, like I never thought I would be here. Um, I was similar to Dr. Richard, right? Like in life, things happen. And next thing you know, you're you know, doing something you never thought you'd be doing. Um, so obviously finance degree, undergraduate degree in finance, uh, MBA in finance, and still have my financial advisory business. Um, and that's what I thought I'd be doing. And then I got to a point where I'd had the success I'd wanted in life, reached certain levels and, you know, was feeling unfulfilled and like that there was nothing more, you know, it was like just the same thing every day. And I got pretty comfortable with that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was on a vacation and I had this moment of just sureness, if you will. And all of like my beliefs about what I could achieve in life, what I couldn't, um, where I was going, everything kind of just washed away um, while I was next to the ocean. And in that moment, I realized I could accomplish so much more um, than I was doing. So, and, you know, th- this this moment where everything changed and things you know, all, all that you believed became, you know, different and, and totally different Were yeah. you know, were you, you know, hit in the head by a meteor? Like what, what was the event, yeah. you know, that, that caused that frame of thinking to totally shift? You know, so many people have like moments where, you know, their car accident, divorce or something that really kind of changes the trajectory of their life. For me, like I said, I was just really enjoying life. I was on vacation, uh, sitting on a, 
you know, on a patio overlooking the ocean with just nothing to do all day. And it, it just hit me in that, in that stillness or that quietness in that space, right. Of, wow, you should be doing so much more than you're doing and you can. You know, there, there's actually science and we, we did an episode about this four years ago. We'll, we'll find the episode and put it in the notes of the show that being around ocean, uh, the rhythmic sound of the waves, all of it kind of puts the brain into a semi-meditative state, which just sounds like what had happened to you. Yep. All right. So you, you have this awakening, you're realizing, huh, well, my life could be very different. Tell us what happens next. Well, vacations end and uh, came home and normal life was waiting for me. And I jumped back into, you know, everything I'd been doing before. But because I had glimpsed that, uh, that moment, I knew that I could get back to it. And so it started me on a journey to really figure out how to live in that place of just pureness, abundance, and clarity. And so with that, a lot of personal development, meditation, you know, I did a lot of just different trainings, trying to figure out how I could live in that place going forward. So we've talked about meditation a lot on this show over the years with different guests. And everybody's got a, a different take on it, which I find so interesting. So I'd like to hear what your initial experiences were like with meditation and, and kind of how you go about starting a meditation practice. Yeah, well, I think everybody has a different meditation experience because meditation kind of gives you what you need. And that's kind of how I look at it. But for me, the first time that I meditated, right, I think everybody has this idea of it's going to be super quiet. I'm not going to have thoughts. It's going to be this tranquil experience, right? Like being at a spa. Um, and for me, when I learned how to meditate and was given my mantra and did all of that, there was like a gardener next door mowing the lawn and bringing the weed whacker out. And that was like the whole time just listening to that, going, but there's no way this has been useful, right? Like, like there's just no possible way. Like, it was just a waste of some money and like, you know, an hour. And uh, when I was leaving the center and driving home, I realized that I couldn't drive. And by that, I mean, like my, I felt like my reaction time was so delayed and I was so relaxed that I like couldn't actually drive. So I had to pull over and like regroup until I could continue my journey. That's really interesting. So I think that's, that speaks to what you said earlier that, you know, meditation you know, it isn't always this wonderful, you know, Zen rose petals and lotus blossomy kind of experience that, you know, you had a gardener <laughs> with a lawnmower and a weed whacker. And yet, you know, you reached a, a deep meditative state. So, you know, for somebody who's listening to this and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I've got gardeners in my life and I've, <laughs> and certainly chaos in my life. Talk to us about, first, I want to go into why, why we need to start meditation practices if we don't have them and then how you would recommend people get going with that yeah so i have a different perspective on meditation than probably a lot of people um i use meditation really to you know again step away from the noise and everything that's going on in the world but really it's a great way to tap into your inner voice you know that kind of intuition telling you what you should be doing what you shouldn't what your next step should be and really using it to create a life that I want to live. And that all becomes from stepping away from the noise of society and the, the world at large and really tuning into who you are and what you want. So I hear people say stuff like that, but then in the practical world, 
there's families, there's chaos, there's social media, and there's news media, and there's our peer groups, there's all these things. What are some practical tips that you could give people to really start tuning up that noise? Yeah. Well, I mean, I still live here. Like, I still have all those noise and those distractions. Um, but the way that you hear them, the way that you interpret them, and the way that you understand them changes because you change as a person. And additionally to that, I'd say that a lot of the conversations and things that you or individual thinks that they have to do is based on the conversation that's occurring in their head. And when that conversation quiets down, you've realized that like a lot of the noise and things going on is just in your head and you can step away from that and tune that out. So let's talk, I love that. So let's, let's talk about, you know, we've hit this conceptually and it makes total sense to me the way that you frame meditation. And and so somebody listening to this says, you know what, Ken, I'm so in, I'm in a hundred percent. Give us a few tips as to how somebody should begin their own, knowing that meditation is different for everybody, but some kind of general tips to really launch a regular meditation practice. Yeah. Well, um, there's numerous ways and different types of meditation. So we teach a mantra-based meditation. Um, I'm certified with the med- uh, Chopra Center to teach meditation. And on a mantra-based meditation, right, you repeat a mantra in your head silently, and that allows you to transcend um, all of the noise. But obviously, that's not everybody's first step. So you can look on you know, apps like Calm, Insight Timer, or even YouTube, and get a good introduction of just different types of meditations. And that's a great way to start. Um, and if that's not something you're interested in, because I hear so many people say, well, I tried to meditate, but I had a thought within like 30 seconds. And then I got up and walked away. Um, really, if you are one of those people, just, you know, whether it's just being really focused on what you're doing, whether it's going for a walk, hike, even doing dishes, if you're really present in what you're doing, that allows you to start to create that mental fortitude to push out the noise. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I want to circle back to to the mantra meditation, and I think people have different ideas of to to what that means. So, does that mean that you know we have to you know repeat something in Hindi to ourselves? Like, what is t- talk to us specifically about how one goes to find their mantra and and why? Yeah. So um, there's mantras available based on the time, place, and location of your birth. And that's one of the things that, again, we give students when they join uh, our Stillness to Success program. And what the mantra is, is the sound of 
the universe at the time of you entering it, right? So it's the idea of you going home to that space. Um, but I know that sounds a little woo-hoo-y and everything. Um, so the best way to describe it is basically a sound that has no meaning that allows you to relax easily and effortlessly that you just repeat. So is it, is it words? Is it, you know, sounds like, you know, chimes? What, what is this composed of? Uh, it's, it's words, but it's not in English. Um, because again, you can't attach meaning to your mantra because if you're, let's just say your mantra was building every time you said you know, to yourself building, you'd create an image of a building and then you'd have thoughts about a building and then, you know, different buildings and it would create attachment. And the whole idea of the mantra is to not have attachment to it so that you can just kind of repeat it, hear it, and then relax into the moment. That certainly makes sense. Uh, although, you know, and as, as a scientist, you know, this kind of stretches the bounds of what we usually talk about on the show. But I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that the mantra is put together based on the time, you know, and, and place when one enters the universe. So this uh, goes obviously above and beyond what's stamped on one's birth certificate. But how, how do you guys, uh, with the teachings that you have, how do you determine? that mantra? Like, how do you know, you know, that particular message for a particular person? I mean, I guess I don't necessarily, I mean, the best way to answer it is like, there's Vedic philosophy and history that dates back thousands of years. That's how they created the mantras and put it together. But me personally, like, again, that's why I don't try to get all woohoo and like teach the Vedic scholars. Like I'm not a history teacher. Um, it's more of a practical, like, here's the sound. It has no meaning. Like, and it's just going to allow you to transcend the noise that's going around you. Um, but at the same time, like, if you wanted to create your own word that had no meaning, I guess you could do that. And um, it wouldn't really change anything. Okay, interesting. So uh, I know something else that is part of your teachings is the importance of breath work. So talk to us about why that's so important to meditation and some of the benefits one gets from a breathing practice as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously breath is like the, you know, the things that sustain us in life. Um, but having the ability to regulate your breath and change kind of your physiology um, also goes hand in hand with your mental abilities and everything like that. So it all just comes down to having the ability to control your state, who you are, and then your mental condition as well. And so I, I know also, and this is the one that I think people also get really excited about, one of the things that you're so well, well known for, Ken, is teaching people how really to thrive, but not just you know survive. How do people thrive in a world that is increasingly going off the rails? Oh, you know that's I think that's where I pull in you know my decade of experience in wealth management and really just understanding wealth and how people connect to their money and how they use it to create a life that they want. And, you know, it really comes down to understanding what it is that you want. Because over the decade, you know, as a financial advisor, I realized that so many people have no idea what they want. And like, it's just they're reacting to the current events and situations or what their friends tell them that they should be doing. And then they end up down a road that doesn't actually fulfill them. And whether they hit a financial target or not, like that doesn't mean that they're going to have a good life. So if you want to thrive, you have to know what it is that you want that it makes you you know happy sustainable and that it's something worth you know 
moving towards and living for. And so helping somebody understand what those things are, understand their values, you know, creating a vision statement for themselves so that they wake up every morning, like energized to go out and take on the day. I think that's really important if you're wanting to thrive amongst all the noise out there. Let's talk about a vision statement. So talk to us about what that entails so people can create their own. I mean, again, so I have an MBA in finance. I spent a lot of time in business and most successful businesses, right? Have a vision, core values, like that way you can connect with your employees, shareholders, and stakeholders. And if you think about your life as a business, it's kind of the same thing, right? So what is your vision statement? Who are you? Like Dr. Richard, what is your show about, right? You have your slogans and all of these things. And to have that, you know, clearly defined vision is really what's going to keep you moving forward. And obviously what I like to say is like, if anybody's listening and they want to like write one, I think a lot of people get stuck in the detail of like, oh, it has to be perfect, but it doesn't, it's going to morph and it's going to change and it's going to get honed. The most important thing is to really define, you know, who it is that you are, what it is that you want in your life and like what brings you fulfillment and drafting that statement to start and then really honing it as you read it on a daily basis and decide like, yes, I'm aligned with this or like this needs to change a little bit. It's so interesting. And, and I actually do something very similar because when you are very clear on your core values and vision, then as opportunities move into your life, you're able to say, yeah, this really jibes with who I am and what I believe in uh, versus no, I kind of get an achy feeling and this this doesn't fit that at all. So I'm very grateful that you shared that because I think it's it's a technique that a lot of people don't do. And uh, you're right. You know, I think you could easily get stuck in it. And I know mine has shifted a lot from when I when I started this many, many years ago towards, you know, what I'm trying to do now. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's really important. Uh, I'd say like, just to add to that, I think that's why, well, I shouldn't say that. I think that's why. I know that's why stillness is the foundation to like my practice and teachings. Um, because in addition to having, you know, the vision and the core values, when you have the stillness and that mental clarity, you see more of those opportunities present themselves and then kind of have that inner knowing in addition to like the external factors to go out and pursue those uh, opportunities. Yeah. And I, I think there's something else that's worth dialing, you know, circling around to because you, you said it not only in your own story, but you, you mentioned this for other people, clients that you've seen over the many years that you've been doing your work. You say, you know, when you had your moment on the beach where you were overlooking the beach, I should say, you kind of realized that you were going through the grind and you were happy, but not really, not like maximally fulfilled, right? You weren't all the way where you thought you could be. And then you've said that you've had people who are your clients that have achieved financial success, right? I'm sure they had really nice portfolios, but they maybe weren't living their best life. And, and so many people think, you know, if I win the lottery or, you know, I come into all kinds of money and I get to have the cars and the boats and all of these things, you know, many people that are familiar with my story or have seen my TEDx talk know that that's who I was uh, when I was a young person before I, I broke my spine. And, and that was my awakening. That was my <laughs> very unfun moment at the beach, so to speak. Uh, but so there's more to life. And so I wonder if we could just expand on, you know, balancing success in the material world, because there's nothing wrong. Like if you're a car person, 
there's nothing wrong with with cars. So I'm not saying like these things that we aspire to, whether they're you know aspirational goals or whether they're you know material things aren't aren't worthwhile because everything's worthwhile to whatever the person assigns value to it. But there's got to be something towards really being able to balance that success and those things with having a fulfilled, centered, uh, authentic life. I, I said, love for you to talk to us a bit about all that. That is a lot. Um, it, it is. We, we can break it down. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, I have a pretty good answer to that, I think, only because I am the person still that, like, I enjoy having a nice car, boats, you know, these nicer things because they, I don't get my value from them. They enhance the experiences I'm looking to have, you know? So, you know, early on, I think I'd bought things to make me feel better about myself. And I think people do that, that they feel like they're going to get some type of validation or status or something that's going to fix what's missing inside by having this material item. And, you know, obviously that never happens, right? You can buy the watch or the car and like maybe a month later, if that long, like you're kind of over it and you're like, oh, what's next? But when you get your validation and everything you need internally, then you know, like, yes, I want this because, you know, I just want to have it. It is not actually doing anything for me on that internal level. And so I don't actually think there's a balance. It's really just knowing who you are, what you value, and then going out and having those things. You know, does that make sense? It totally does. And again, it goes back to this overarching theme that you've talked about so many times. Knowing who you are uh, really sets the stage for being able to, you know, bring fulfillment into your life and i and then adding this component of stillness it, it just takes it to the next level did i did i do that that on point <laughs> all right so so there's our sound bite, i think for for instagram uh fantastic so I, I i wanted to touch on another point because i love when this is important to guess and i know that uh, giving back and and philanthropy is something that's important to you share with us just a, a little bit about how that's a part of your life and what you're doing yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that up. That's like the first time anybody's brought it up. Um, yeah, I think once you, again, reach a certain level of success, right, you realize that there's more to life and you want to help people, you know, change their lives. And while I think the course is great for me to help other people, right, accelerate their life and thrive and have success, you know, there are people that need assistance. And, you know, for me, helping children really kind of break out of whatever's having them stuck is really important. Um, so for the last three or four years now, um, I've been able to grant a wish for make a wish and to see the families and like the wish kids and how their life transforms after just having, you know, one day to experience whatever their wish is, right. And how that just completely changes their outlook. And then again, I've been lucky enough to hear firsthand from the families, siblings, and the wish kids about how that's affected them. And, um, for me, that's kind of where it all is right like helping people that are so stuck and they're just a kid they don't even know how to like do anything to like get themselves out of it right they've just kind of been born into this predicament so to help them step out of it see how much more is available to them and live out a wish is incredible um and then again i guess to the to the ocean thing you know natural and environmental causes are very important so when it comes to protecting the ocean and all of uh those things. That's one of the other uh, areas that I try to focus on. I love that. Fantastic. 
Ken, you, you've shared with us some really cool stuff and you know, you, you've got such a Zen-like feel to you. So you definitely are, are living <laughs> what you teach. Uh, I, I've loved our time together. And as you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guests a single question. And that is, what is your biggest helping, that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Yeah. Um, so I believe no matter your circumstance or what you're going through, if you find your stillness, you can change your life for the better. And I truly think that at the end of the day, that that's what it is. Just find your stillness and everything else will work out. Beautifully said. Where can people find out more about you and the work you're doing on the internet? Yeah, you can go to stillness2success.com or kenclidoris.com and all the resources are there, as well as some uh, some freebies to help you start your you know meditation practice. Beautiful. And we'll have everything that is Ken and his stillness to success at the show notes and the dailyhelping.com. So we got you covered there. Ken, thank you so much. Uh, what you're sharing is so needed in the world today. It was really great having you on. Thank you, Dr. Richard. I enjoyed our conversation. Absolutely loved it. And I also want to thank each and every one of you who took time out of your days to listen to this podcast. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you would, because that helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it on your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping, because the happiest people are those that help others. 